And welcome back to episode eight of Live From Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. We are now at episode eight. Big milestones for us all around. We're finally digging down into the podcast. We're doing it. We're doing it for you guys. That's right. The demand is there. The demand is there. It's there. (laughs) Finally. Finally. (laughs) How many do we have now? How many listeners do we have? We have like 300, yo. We have like 300 That's listeners. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't even know 300 people. Yeah, we I don't know 300 people. I, I mean, this isn't through people we're promoting. We're like, you know, these are just randos. I mean, you know, naturally, naturally like, good content will just go into people's ears through SoundCloud. That's why SoundCloud is so great. Yeah, we have people from like Tunisia. Yeah, we literally got some I, like... I don't even know where Tunisia yeah, is. Yeah, we got some like Lithuanian people out there, like some Australian, you know, obviously... Uh, Spanish people, they're a big, you know, they're, they're going through a lot in Spain. They need a little podcast. We got you. So, yeah, Alex and I were actually talking about this. We're actually thinking about getting a translator and then yes. translating over us yes. for the Spanish speakers <laughs> and the Portuguese speaker out there. So we have actually, we have a very multicultural podcast yeah, yeah. in two languages, two to three languages. Yeah. And, you know, we're always looking for interns. That could be a great yes. intern, you know, little task. So if you're multilingual, exactly. as many languages as possible that you could speak is, you know, a plus. That's who we're looking for. Exactly. If you can speak Swahili, hey, I, the, you know, if you can click your tongue, let's do it, you know. Let's do it. I don't know how we would, you, you could maybe Skype in and just do it while we're talking or, you know, listen back and boost our listens while also translating the podcast yeah or else you can just sit next to me yeah 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 translate it on the fly whatever you want to do you do have to you do have to also move to uh houston Atlanta, vegas that is a absolutely that's a very very strong requirement you have to have a property in either houston atlanta or vegas (laughs) or all three is a huge plus or toronto obviously toronto yeah obviously shout out Kawhi. you know raptors yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have a big agenda for you. We're starting something brand new that Alex and I came up with. It's called the Drake quote of the podcast. That'll be the first thing we'll go. Then we'll jump into the new J. Cole track. Alex is absolutely in love. Or is he? We'll find <laughs> out what his thoughts are on that. And then we actually have some deep, deep thoughts for you guys on, on, on two more things from that. Um, so, yeah, we'll just jump right into it. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll start with the, with the, with the Drake quote of the podcast. So really we're, we're just picking out a Drake quote that, that sticks out. Um, some will be easy, some will be hard, some will be, you know, medium that will just be like, oh, that's so obvious. Um, but we're going to give you to the whole podcast to figure out what it is. Um, we'll read it to you very poetically and then you guys can guess it. Um, tweet at us if you know it mid podcast, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tweet tweets. at us at L H A V podcast. <laughs> that's us on twitter and don't, instagram don't yeah. yeah don't forget it's super easy <laughs> every channel we have it on yeah yeah yeah. okay all go right. ahead with the quote all right here's the quote <clears throat> i'm just such a gentleman you should give it up for me look at how i'm placing all my napkins and my cutlery wow so that is the drake quote of the day okay so you have you know however many minutes this podcast ends up being to figure that out you know, don't go on genius. Exactly. No try cheating. To just, yeah, try to just pull it from the back of your head. It's somewhere in there deep down. 
Um, and you know, you can figure it out. Just think for a second. Okay, but we'll get back. I'll to read that. for you guys one more time. Hold on, I'll read okay, for okay, you okay. one more time, just so it just so they can get in their head. I'm just a gentleman. Oh, excuse me. I'm just such a gentleman. <laughs> you should give it up for me. Look at how I'm placing all my napkins in my cutlery. Very Dr. Seuss of him. Very Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss was not Canadian. He was American. Is uh, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This Definitely, is what I would say he's American. Um, but you know, it would make sense. It would make sense. Okay, so I think um, probably as Nikki mentioned, a good little next topic, big thing going on right now. I think you'd hear it at all the clubs, everywhere you're going, all the pregames, the London. Um, I think it's actually a Thugga song, so it's not a J. Cole song, but it's Thugga, Travis, and J. Cole, you know, a trio that maybe two out of the three you would hear on a track, Thugga and Travis, but J. Cole, you know, like, he doesn't really do that. I would say, like, generally, he works with much more lyrical artists, people on Dreamville, um, sometimes even R, you know, R&B artists, like his new, like his song with uh, Ari Lennox, I think her name is, and Shea Butter... Uh, Shea Butter Baby, I think that's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, like, uh, Black, Pretty uh, pretty Little Fears or something. Um, but point being, like, this was a very different type of J. Cole track. And he used the auto-tune, which he got a little sneak peek of in Middle Child. And, you know, it slapped. It's the new... I think, Nikki, you said it overtook Old Town Road as number one. It did. That's it did. how big it was. Yeah, so... You know, obviously Thugga came in with his old Thugga, I think, like, Young Thug sound, which was pretty refreshing because sometimes I feel like he's been moving away from that, sometimes experimenting with new things. But honestly, I think Young Thug has a very, like, specific style, you know, very instrument flute-like, don't really know what he's saying, even though I kind of heard what he was saying in this track type style. Still sounds dope. Almost was expecting him on the hook, but then Travis just killed it on the hook. Uh, with that six one on the money nine two line, uh, several other bars. Yeah, just, which we can. I which is also Lil Uzi's so, line. I know you're about to say that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. And, I'm, but, and I'm and I'm upset about this line because Uzi just just said this in one of his tracks. Yeah, he like, did. I was like, I was like, what is like 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 he says he says is like I'm like five nine but saying my money I'm like six two or something like that. Like obviously yes, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it might be a chirp that he has more money. Than him? Well, he's also taller. So, <laughs> no, Uzi was yeah, like I'm I, like four <laughs> eleven. I don't know. Uzi's tiny. Travis is like a tall motherfucker, or I don't, you know, normal size. No, I mean, I mean, you're totally right, but it was just like very weird that. But he had you some know, other bars Uzi drops in that these... song. I mean, I'm, I'm about no, to look no, it I know, up. I know, but this one, I, this one, I think is 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 interesting enough because Uzi literally drops this line. Like two months ago, yeah. a month and a half ago, no, you're and right. now Travis is like, it, I, it almost feels like he's chirping him. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, like, should I, should I say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on Genius right now. I don't see any. Uh, someone commented saying, "Didn't Uzi say something like this too?" But in the description by Genius, Dever mentioned it. But clearly, I know Uzi said that same exact type of thing, just different heights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, that, I personally still like the verse a lot. I thought he sounded dope. I think, obviously, Travis is La Flame. He kills it. Um, but then the J. Cole verse was super, like, different. I mean, 
you you don't like J. Cole that much and you fucked with the song. It was obviously he was like auto tune, but he flowed like crazy, like just like very different style, much more uh new wave style uh flow. And um, you know, he just rode that beat, rode the song. Um and I really fucked with it. And clearly it's like yeah. a number one right now. I mean people are and J. Cole did say that he's coming twenty nineteen, so I think we're still waiting on that dream dream. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And also, I think J. Cole's probably going to drop an album. So, um, you know, we'll see how that sounds. I'm sure it's going to be fire. I'm a big J. Cole fan. Excited to see what he does. I hope that he does a little mix of, you know, what he's doing here, but also, you know, stays, sticks to his roots and is, like, very lyrical with some, like, you know, real contemplative beats, sounds, you know, whatever. Uh, I'd like to see a bit of a mix of that from him this year. And clearly, I think he's given some of that, you know, more hype sound from middle child and and the london that we've heard so far yeah and from my perspective i think young thug has been making a ton of music lately yeah. um and i think it's just been frankly for lack of better words been absolutely atrocious you didn't like it's this like song? the music he's making you didn't like no i did no 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 i know no, 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 i know this okay, is yeah, the, yeah. this is different okay, okay, this okay. is the different yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so this is really what's setting him apart now in the sense that, you know, this is like back in the old day when like like Thug was like this big movement. Now he's kind of coming back. He's been on like a few features with yeah. some people. He, you know, this is really a, a good sign to see that Thug is coming up with the song. And then, you know, he has features drive it. Usually he's in a feature. Yeah. And then, you know, he kind of gets featured in there. And he just has a weird sound to it. And it just hasn't been great lately. Um, so it's really refreshing to see, you know, this that the summer this Thug is coming out strong. Yep. No, I agree. And he definitely has a huge, uh, I feel like he has a huge fan base that really fuck with his like specific sound. Um, and I, like, as I said, I feel like some of his songs, he's like experimented with like a different way of rapping. And it, I feel like the thug purist, if that is even a word, like, you know, a term, cause he's so impure. <laughs> um, like they, I feel like he kind of just like went away from that. His fan base wasn't fucking with it as much. But, like, this type of sound on this specific track is very much, like, old thugger, like, things we want to see. I don't know. He's such a... We've talked about this many times because he's such a unique artist. He has such a weird sound, like, interesting sound that, like... I don't know. It's hard for him to, like, switch it up. Because he's not even, like, really speaking in the first place. He's just, like, fucking, like, making noises. Yeah, exactly. So... Some would say that he's, like, the person who, like, basically started mumble rap. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go as far to say that. Like, he's definitely, yeah. like, a big father figure in the mumble rap genre. Yeah. I would say that it almost goes back as far as, you know, Chief Keef. And then since he's just kind of just screaming and, like, yeah. just saying these random things and you can't really understand him. Um, about, like, Lil John or whatever. Like, what, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well I, I think Little John is like more like screaming rap. I think that's a little bit different than yeah. like Chief Keef. Because cause these, these guys are just like guys who get so baked they can't <laughs> even speak and then just just slur into a microphone and just have a fire beat yeah. and it just slaps. And everyone's like, holy shit, we need more of this. And then more people come along. Like, for example, Lil Uzi could, yep. could be classified as that too. He could. Um, I think also he emo rap. He's more emo rap. I yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. For, like I mean, Juice you, World You could or also classify more him as in, more in the XXX Tentacion category. 
Yeah, um, but, but he's a mix. He's a mix. Classify for sure. Tension is also in the Lil John category of just screaming. Well, so the, the, it's, it, it, it's a big, it's a big love triangle at the same time between mumble screaming and then emo rap. I would say like XXX is a bit different because like he had songs. I, 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 you obviously know a little more of the older catalog of XXX, but like the things that he came up with with the look at me and stuff were very screamo. And then he completely 180, just changed. He's like such a he had like an R and B vibe. Like he was. He did also like very like lyrical raps, like his rap with Joey Badass, um, you know. I mean, like and others, but you know, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, like he's uh... yeah. And then and then and then just well, just just for context, he only got famous off the really intense look at me, um, really intense songs like that. That's the only thing that that brought him to life with this like this bass boosted where it just like would just like hum in your ears like mm. yeah. yeah sorry, wow. Really yeah, that was terrible. loud. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, he, 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 uh, he, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but he, uh, he just would do that and then just scream over it. But before that, like years before that, before he got big, he had these like really emo, you know, Miami trap songs that were just so good and just so depressing. Um, but they would like, it, it was a movement before he even got big. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't really know who's. Who started that? I honestly, Kanye maybe a little bit. Eight oh eight started the emo shit. Like if you were to say, I, I I don't know, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I feel like Kanye paved the way for a Drake. Drake paved the way for like a lot of those other uh, more lyrical and also melodic rappers. Um, you know the crossover between the R and Bs and the hip hops, and then there's like the emo yeah. stuff that I feel like branches off of that even more. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big emo guys were definitely XXXTentacion, uh, Lil Zans, uh, Lil Peep. You know, everyone who really has a big Xanax issue is really in yeah. that category there. Um, and, you know, a lot of emo guys are actually, you know, they rapped about it, about like dying. You know, a lot of them are actually dead, so a lot of them are actually serious about it. Or, you yeah, know, they're yeah, just yeah, so depressed that they actually like overdose, which is kind of crazy too. Um, but yeah, the, the, the emo rap scene is definitely dying down i would say you know because there's been a little bit of those guys like obviously not being here anymore but i mean it's definitely hugely popular like i mean xxxtentacion make left such a mark on people yeah. and it's just I such a like, shame i feel like it's moving into a new genre of like for example i think that like what xxx did and like kind of those types of rappers i feel like a similar crossover almost is like a billy eilish like, you know Absolutely. What I mean? Like, I feel like, and there's other examples of that on kind of the more, I don't know if that's pop, but more actual singers. Um, but there's it, there's still an influence of hip hop with the beats and also the way they, uh, their cadences and things like that. I feel like it's kind of moved over a bit because rap, I don't know, that's such a blend between two genres and it's easy to go one way or the other. And with these guys, like you said, dying out or just stop being as many of them. These other people, like a Billy, would could take that mantle. It, that's how I yeah. kind of have been seeing it. Yeah, and and what's kind of interesting is that we're kind of moving away from the emo. And I think Billie Eilish, who you couldn't categorize ever as rap, she's definitely more pop, um, and R and B esque. Um, but I think the next big thing is I think people are gonna try to capitalize off this big country trap thing that Lil Nas X did. And we're going to see maybe a little bit more of this country vibe to it. I don't think we'll ever see anything with Billy Ray Cyrus ever again. I think that was just definitely a fluke. 
Um, that was the first time he ever got on uh, the number one spot in the billboards was off was off piggybacking off Lil's uh, Lil Nas X's um, banger of a track, just absolute viral meme track. Well, did um, you and see? I think that was definitely. Did you see Lil Nas X today tweeted like said in, well, Lil Nas X first off, Lil Nas X's Twitter is basically just memes, so and like him posting like funny shit that like would be a meme because it's him. Um, yeah, well, he was a meme page before he got big. Yeah, exactly. That. But, like, he continues doing that on his Twitter. So, like, you never really know if what he's saying is true. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. But he posted, like, seven tracks today for, like, what would, you know, potentially be his album. Um, and, like, two of them, I think, like, two of the names, if I remember correctly, aside from Old Town Road, sound, like, kind of like a country, have, like, a country name or something. Yeah, I've listened to two of them, Panini and Titanic, and they're very average. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he got big off Old Town Road. I, I can't imagine. He's Him know, clearly big. has some talent. Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like if he stays big, he's going to move into something, like, different besides music. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, for example, like, uh, like I feel like Blueface is the same way. Blueface even admitted himself. He was like, I don't think I'm that good at rapping. I just think my personality made me famous. Right. And I can see that totally happening. Also, Lil Nas X is a master of social media. Like, he knows yeah, he's so him. good. He's yeah. just so good. And, 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 that's, and that's the biggest way to promote your shit right now yeah. is social media, and especially Twitter, especially Instagram. Like, I can't – this is, like, literally what I do for a living right now is, like, I, I just look at social media all day. Like, I can't even begin to explain, like, it's the best way to ever advertise, and it's all free. Yeah. It's all free advertising. Yeah. And if you get – sometimes it's hard to, like – get yourself out of like the crowd and you know make yourself known but once you do you're so easy to just like blow like you just got to get that hit that first little milestone where like people really start to recognize you and then from there you get you know bigger and bigger and bigger and it just grows yeah yeah yeah, exactly i mean remember lil nas x kind of so he had a hundred thousand or so follower Twitter account, got taken down. He then started up oh, another one. I noticed. Yeah, started up another one, put this on his new meme page, and then it blew up out of Put Old Town Road on his new meme page? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was just it was supposed to be like a total joke. Like he bought the he bought the he bought literally the beat for thirty dollars. And now this beat's worth like hundred million dollars. So it's yeah. just kind of insane um, how little of an investment he made and the reward that really came from that. Um, so that's absolutely insane to me and just how much he, he profits off this for basically just coming up with a less than a two-minute song. I know. The weird thing is I feel like I see a lot of images of Lil Nas X, but I never – and I've obviously now heard – like you hear Old Town Road a lot of time, you hear him sing that. But I feel like I never hear him talk. I only see him tweet. And, like, pictures of him. So, when I heard him talk, like, that one time... I don't know if you saw the Old Town Road video, but it was... I mean, it sounds normal, but it was just, like, weird. I don't know. He just is such an internet personality that to see him, like, do real-life things is weird to me. Yeah. Well, my my all-time favorite tweets were, like, when he was playing at, like, the uh, at like the Boston Bruins, like, game one. Um, and he's, like, in a Boston Bruins jersey with his cowboy hat, his cowboy boots. And then Twitter was like, what'd you do? You perform Old Town Road, then you left the stage? He's like, basically. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> like, he, like, owns it. 
Yo, he owns it. He also like tweets like, "I'm my number one hater." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I he's so good at it. That's the thing. Like social media, the like people, anyone can really be good at it because you can kind of get famous from anything. The thing that's difficult for people and what makes people like lose followers. I don't know. People get like it's the like the hate on social media. Like, all those random people that, like, hate on you on social media is huge for people that, like, it makes famous people that have been, like, famous with catalogs of work get depressed. It's, like, a huge thing. It makes people not want to be famous, blah, blah, blah. Lil Nas X, like, kills it with that. Like, he owns that, and it's so hard to be a hater of him because he's already, like, hating himself. And he, like, calls, he almost, like, brings you (laughs) into the fold. If you hate on him, he's like, yeah, exactly. And he'll, like, bring you in. You'll be like, fuck, that's not what, like, my intention was. Uh, so it's exactly. kind of hard to like fuck with him on Twitter, exactly. on social media. And he just like, yeah, he's, that's why he, he's a great follow. Yeah. He's a great follow. And it's crazy. Cause it's such an old song at this point, or it feels like such an old song at this point. Yet he like tweets about it every day and he like makes jokes about it and it just never gets old. It's just so funny. It, that's what I think is so great about him is that he is just so fun that you don't want the song to get old. Cause you don't want to see him die out as a personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, and I which feel is like such a won't. talent in itself. Like, for example, like I think, like for example, I think when I think about other personalities online, I think of like Lil Pump, and I'm like, yeah. I don't ever want to see when Lil Pump tweets. I don't want to ever see when yeah. he posts on Instagram. I don't ever want to see that. Never. But this guy is just so entertaining when he posts. It's just yeah, like, so so fun. Because this guy is like, you're, he's like laughing with you, laughing at him. Lil Pump exactly. is like is like you're just laughing at him and he's like trying to make it seem like he's laughing at you but he probably has like so many issues <laughs> yeah he has so many issues that's the thing like yeah, i mean lola's ex is like chilling it seems like exactly all right so should we transition now to a more drake-esque second half of the podcast yeah 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 so why don't you disclose what we want to talk about and then let's go yeah so we stumbled upon uh, with Thank Me Later that... His first album. His first album, His first album, of course. His debut album. Obviously not his first mixing like, of music, project. but his first his bi- first big project that you could actually find on like, iTunes, Spotify, you could actually buy um, yeah. and actually openly you know, enjoy without having like you know, SoundCloud. It's called an LP, if. right? EP is a mixtape. LP is a... It, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, so LP is a mixtape, and it's like no, limited right. play, extended nope. play. Oh, no, LP you're is right. A... You're right. The first okay. one. LP is is an album. EP is uh is the uh, is the other one. Um, so for example, so we noticed that. So we were very curious as to why he put in this order his first three tracks. It was fireworks. Then it was karaoke. Yep. Then and the then it was the resistance. So we are very curious if Drake wants to be this rapper and this figure. We already know that he wants to be this rapper after you know he released um, other mixtapes such as uh, Comeback Season and, uh, and 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 some other projects with that. We know that that he enjoys rapping. That's what, ultimately what he wants to do is become a rapper. Why did he open up this debut album, this debut project, with three R&B songs? And that's the question I'm asking you, Alex. Well. You know, I don't know. Well, first thing, it's it's tough to classify them strictly as R&B songs. But yes, I get what you're saying. They're like the R&B vibe. And you know, exactly. partly what I think it is, is that Thank Me Later was, what, 2010? 
And that, it was like a very good album, especially as like a debut album. But like right before that, he made So Far Gone, which was in the mix, which was like a revolutionary piece of work. Um, it built, it like, uh, it really perfected whatever Kanye was trying to do on 808s. And I think that he kind of just like rolled with that, that kind of vibe through, cause it was like a winning, you know, it was like a winning formula for him, his first real winning formula. I mean, it just like made him like a timeless musician. And I think that he kind of rolled with that starting off the Thank Me Later project. And I personally, I love those songs. And I really like how that, you know, how it all blended together. Obviously, he goes into more harder songs later in the album. But I think it was very much like a time in his career that he was kind of feeling that this was like his big strong suit, something that he could really own. And as his maybe being your debut album, doing something you're most comfortable with, he started off with those three type of R&B, more R&B type songs because he knew he could kill it that way where people might question, oh, you're from Canada, are you actually a rapper? Where, like, whatever he was doing was like, oh, this is very new, I don't even know what that means that you're from Canada. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like he was playing with all these dynamics and it led to that. Why? Do you have, what, what is your take? Yeah, and then, I mean, just to, just to kind of piggyback of that, you know, he says, like, back in school he was teased for being black and now he comes here and now yeah, he's not black I, enough. I yeah. think I think that's a really good point about that. Like he openly raps about that. Um and I think I think I really like your take that this is how he kind of started um yeah. so far gone and he's kind of piggy piggybacking on that. He's like kind of playing it safe, writing after writing on his post success. He's like he knows the formula. Um but I think it's really interesting. Like he could have easily started off the the, the album with over, you know, with that violin, yeah, yeah, no, with the violino crescendo, with the with the with the with upwards going scale, um, that would have been like incredible way to start the album. And I'm just curious why he would never do that and why he just played it safe and said yes, like look at I'm gonna like just put Alicia Keys on it. She's gonna open up my album for me, which is a very interesting move as well. Is, yeah. is having you know this this very prolific um, R and B. Uh, singer opening up for him with well, fireworks, he, and then he has come back to that later in his career. So it's not like a one-off. Um, with more life, easy the same. Whatever that shit is. No, you're know? right. Da, da, and that's Snow Allegra. Yeah. Um, yeah. And over over my dead body. Over my dead body. Not nothing was the same. But what was the? No, 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 no. no. Um, trying to think. Views was not him coming in. Yeah, not a, yeah. But, I mean, he's done it. You know, like three no, out yeah, of the no, for sure. whatever six projects he has. Yeah, he's done it. But um, I, I don't, I, I don't, I. It's hard to say if this was like a safe move. I feel, I feel like maybe to him it was because he knew that was his lane that he was really good at, and coming out as I said with your debut project, you really want to like get off to a solid start, which I think he did. That it was almost like everyone was rapping. Like he said in 4 p.m. in Calabasas, uh, you know, let me, let me pull this up real quick. He says, uh, Mike never tried to rap like Pac. Pac never tried to sing like Mike. Those are my dad's words to me when I asked him how to make it in life. So clearly, if that conversation actually happened, that clearly had a big influence on him. But um, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of people playing the, the rap lane. And then there was a lot of people playing the R&B lane. So whether or not he felt safe in that, I don't think it was like standard for the industry, 
what he was doing. Um, yeah, so in that way, sure. I don't think it was like safe, but I, I do think like that's his comfort zone and still is like he, he's in his bag when he's trying to make you cry. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I also I also think that that the first album wasn't wasn't his cry album, you know. That was that was just no like, I no think, no wasn't. right. Th- Thank me later was definitely a good album. Um, obviously had a learn, had a lot to grow. Um, yeah. Obviously the jump from Thank Me Later to Take Care was exponential. Yeah, was, Who would have thought yes, that that yes. would have happened? Yeah. Um, like like I thought I, I thought I thought Find Your Love was like the best song I've ever heard Drake made, and <laughs> yeah. then. Then that whole album overshadowed literally every song. That whole entire album overshadowed over, you know, find your love. Um, I mean, also the crazy thing about up, those, yeah, the crazy things night. about all these albums is that, like, for us at least, when they came out, we were like, I mean, twenty ten was Thank Me Later, twenty eleven was uh, uh, Take Care. Take Care. I think twenty thirteen was Nothing Was the Same. Twenty so twenty thirteen was kind of like we were. On, our, on the end of high school, but and so that we had a little more experience. But even then, I mean, we're still in high school. Like, that's, like, nothing. You know, like, you're still a dependent. You're living with your parents. You're a dependent. You're in high school, blah, blah, blah. And then before that, you were, like, even younger. Like, you didn't know shit. And the fact that, like, not only was it amazing then, but, like, I feel like we talked about this before. Like, these, these uh, pieces of work just get better as you get older because you relate exactly. to them more and more. And you really see what he's actually saying. I mean, yo, like, so much of the shit he was saying in, like, those albums, I wasn't, like, fully comprehending at all. And then I listened back to it over the years, and, like, you're like, oh, damn, like, I really vibe with this, or, like, holy shit, that's what he was saying, blah, blah, blah. And that's crazy. And, like, the fact that we, like, fucked with it then and fuck with it more now is dope. Yeah, I mean, like, just at, at 13 and 14, I had no clue what Drake <laughs> was fucking talking about. Like, let's just be completely honest. Like, yeah, like, like, I'm on one. I was like, what like what's going on dude like you're you're, you're having a good time like that's sweet i i i, yeah. I didn't know you're literally leaning and you know mixing your your drags together i yeah, know no, no, I, no I, I, I just thought you're you're having a good time yeah i'm on one you know so yeah so like we obviously completely <laughs> missed miss that boat there we had we had no idea so i mean exactly for... so so i think i th- i think i i think what we should do here is Leave it up to interpretation for what you guys think. You know yeah. what we think. Um, would love for you guys to tweet at us, you know, Instagram us, whatever that is, DM us your thoughts. That'd be dope. Um, yeah, but we yeah, just thought yeah, it was yeah. really interesting how Drake went about that and just started his album a... like that because it's interesting. No, it definitely is. And I mean, like, honestly, Take Care wasn't that much of a, you know, a deviation from it either like i feel like take care was very obviously take care is take care it's the crying album uh so in that sense like it also sticks to that kind of r&b type those roots and really nothing was the same was when he kind of did a little more rap a little more like hip-hop um so i mean it existed throughout it's not like he stopped there just with these first three songs but right it's definitely indicative of his career that he kind of chose that yeah, I think I think um, I think why Take Care gets so much flack for winning a Grammy as best you know hip hop album is because is is because I think everyone had this thing in their mind with So Far Gone with with So Far Gone especially, and then this transition to you know So So Far Gone comeback season, and then this this transition to Thank 
thank me later was like okay like he's still a rapper like we still see it but like now we're getting other hints that he can do other things and then take care was just him showing his completely r&b side it was just so taking aback that he had so much talent that he could actually do this and everyone's like wait yeah. this is not an r&b thing like this is I mean, this is not a this is not a rap album. This is an R and B album. This guy is literally so talented. Like he's up there with like the top R and B guys. He literally has Stevie Wonder features. Like he is coming together like with these insane sounds. And everyone's like, "Who the hell is this guy? Like who is although he?" The, although like he did, I do have to say, like he he did have like some serious rap songs on that project. Like uh, honestly, like over my dead body. Is a rap, even song, though the beat, for sure. it's a rap song. Um, headlines. He, I mean, on yo headlines. Also, look what you've done is like a beautiful. It's like a very different type of rap song because only Drake can rap that way because he's more speaking to you. Uh, but that's an amazing song. Also, uh, the song with uh, uh, the real real her. I feel like Drake's yeah. verse is is more R and B right on that. But H Y F R is yeah is, yeah exactly H Y F R is the ultimate. Is the ultimate rap song. Like he raps so fast on the sushi. Also, that yeah, doesn't want, he, yeah, doesn't want exactly. To yo, shout out sushi. Like, I, I shout out sushi. <laughs> uh, but also the ride, the end of the album when mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "Take care," like the last, you know, last words of the song. Uh, exactly. And he's like my my sophomore. He's like my my junior and senior will only get meaner. Meaner, exactly. Exactly. And his junior and senior was nothing was the same, which you know how I feel about that. I love that album. Um, well, meaner, senior, meaner was, was 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 senior year. Senior was the most meaner. Remember, remember his mom on on can of everything. Literally, is like, yo, like chill, like literally. Chill no, but out. that's not his senior album. His senior album was technically because if you're reading this, if you're reading this, is too late and what a time to be alive. Don't count technically. His senior album would be views, which was not. You're right. Best. You're right. I but I I see. I don't because technically, if you're reading this too late, it it was is really the mixtape. It was disclosed yeah. as a mixtape. And then, and then I you can't count as because you can't count a duet album as no, no. a senior. But album. if it, so if, you, if it was, if you're reading this is too late, then that like totally makes sense. Um, which it probably you know, in the in the future that he was foreseeing, he probably saw himself making an album, a senior album that you know time period as opposed to like three years later or no like twenty like five years later, right? Because uh, that was 2016 versus 2011. Um, but you know technicalities call for that not being the senior album but you know it is what it is uh and i mean you love you i love views but i think you're i love views, views you love yeah. views who doesn't love yeah. views views is such a great album he made those big he he said he put up those billboards i don't know if you remember that where it's like yeah this album's actually not that bad because he got a lot of flack um when it first came out I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I remember yeah, exactly where I was. Album. I was in sophomore year in my dorm. It dropped at like midnight. I literally was yep. like slightly was with, intoxicated and I was just jamming. It was great. Yeah, I was with I was with some buddies. We had a listening session. We closed the door. We had a, you know, the laptop going right when midnight hit. We played. We just listened through. Yeah, it was that. fantastic. It was a great Went drop. Right to bed after. Yeah, it was a great drop. Highly anticipated drop. Highly, highly anticipated. I remember that. And then kind of segueing to that, we're going to discuss our last topic of Western Road Flows. And if we can truly believe that Drake is going to retire at 35, because that's what he said in that particular song. He said that he is going to retire um, at 35. Um, And then also... He's 32 right now? Is he 32? Yeah. 
So he also yeah, said yeah. some some things about yeah yeah because because he references the thirty five, he references KD's jersey which is thirty five. Um, yeah, so I I can actually read the quote for you guys. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so a lot of people just hit me up when my name is mentioned. Shout out to KD. We relate. We get the same attention. It's raining money, Oklahoma City Thunder, the most successful rapper, 35 and under. I'm assuming everybody's 35 and under. That's when I plan to retire. Man, it's already funded. Yep. So, I mean, honestly, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's too into music and he's in too good of a, a comfortable place in life. I feel like for people like him, for artists like him, music is such a, is something that they care so much about. And makes them feel so good and comfortable. It's like a release from everything else in the world. So I can't really see him stopping. I feel like maybe he'll be even more diverse. He might actually make a complete R&B album. Or like do something completely different. Maybe like master produce an album. And like only be on it a little bit or something. I don't know. But I can't see him just leaving music. I could see him maybe like tapering down. And going more into acting. Because he clearly wants to do that. Yeah, and then to kind of actually segue or to, to, to piggyback right off the way you said there, remember Scorpion was supposed to be his R&B album. But then Pusha T happened was and he it? had to make it too... Yeah, Side B was supposed to be the album. So we, 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 we talked about this uh, earlier. But si- it was, I thought it was Scorpion supposed to be was, like a mix. No, it was just a Side mix, B. Uh... And then um, it was Side B and then he added like four, four to five more songs at the beginning to address the Pusha T thing. And then he made side A and side B to say, "Hey, this is I'm Mad Drake. Now I'm now I'm Sad Drake," um, and you know just separated that very 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 well because you know everyone anticipated Scorpion to be Take Care Two. We're still waiting for Take Care Two. There are rumor about rumors about Take Care Two, um, so that's that's a very interesting thing there. So maybe we'll see There's that coming. Interesting. Or that well, I've, I've heard so many things about like honestly like view, views was almost a little bit of a Take Care Two. Um, honestly, like side B. As you said, bit of a take care too. It's hard. What is he gonna make a literal take care too? No, like, exactly. How are we gonna so, know? That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, like they are gonna make take, what a what a time. Calling to be it take care too is already setting up setting him up for failure. Yeah, yeah. You know what That'd I mean? That'd be such a stupid name too. Like this isn't a fucking movie. <laughs> right. I mean, I agree. I agree. Anyways, yeah, back back to the topic of of Western Road flows. What's really interesting about this is, you know, it's raining money, Oklahoma City Thunder, the most successful rapper, 35 and under. Oklahoma City Thunder, KD, 35. Same thing, right? I'm assuming assuming everybody's 35 and under. That's when I plan to retire. I think he's just flowing with the numbers. I think it's just a great flow of numbers right here. If you get the reference with KD, Bernie, 35, played in Oklahoma City Thunder. (laughs) Excuse me. I think he's just playing along with the with the with the words here and really trying to just paint a picture for us but no if drake's yeah, out in yeah. three years that'd be absolutely insane yeah yeah, yeah. and like rocket and like rocket jump <laughs> sorry, sorry 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 uh yeah, yeah so piggybacking i was gonna say rocket jumping off what you said because of that meme i tried to say it, it was too stupid it was, <laughs> There's oh my god yo I gotta read these I gotta read these real quick just for the audience it goes piggybacking off of that trampling trampolining off of that rocket jumping off of that kick flipping off of that three sixty fakey fake ladder stall quick scope collateral headshot off. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I tried, I tried, I failed. But point is, uh, Rocket jumping off what you were saying. Uh, no, no, for real, like, KD, I think he was making a reference to the fact that, like, as you said, I, he started off that line by saying, like, they only hit him up when he gets, like, in the news, when his name is mentioned, a.k.a. KD, 35, I think when he released this album, when he was 30, 29, 35, honestly, like, he can't see six years in the future, even though uh, he sees the future when he gets wavy. Um, hey, <laughs> wavy now. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I feel like at the time, like, that totally, and also at the time that he made views, apparently he was in really, like, dark place. Um, and actually, I heard, so I heard that Views was supposed to be only R&B, like, he wanted to just make an R&B, kind of, like, trop, tropical album, um, but he, there was so much pressure off of 2015 with, um, if you're reading This Is Too Late, What a Time To Be Alive, Back To Back, um, then he also released Summer 16, that he was, like, in a really, like, oh, shit, like, I gotta, like, do all this rap stuff, like, I don't know if I wanna do this, blah, 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 so I feel like maybe that was just, like, yo... I don't know. He was just putting that number out there. Like you said, it went with the song. He was putting that number out there. It was six years in the future. For him at the time, maybe it was like, yeah, like, I don't know where I'll be six years from now. Um, but I really don't see him leaving music um, when he's 35. I just feel like that's too young for him. I mean, Jay-Z, also, how the industry works is like, you can leave for a while. Like, once you get to a certain age, I can definitely see him like, not maybe wanting to be the number one guy out because I feel like it's going to be his decision um, whether or not because everyone that's competing with him is his age and like the J. Coles, the Kendricks um, and everyone else is kind of just like he brought him every song that he opts on with them like Travis and stuff he just makes it like better like sicko mode and stuff like that was still considered the best song on his album so like I feel like it's going to be his decision when he doesn't become number one anymore and I feel like that is what, I don't think he'll retire, but he might take a few years off music and then release a project as supposedly dropping shit like all the time, is my interpretation. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think there's absolutely no way he can retire in three or four years. Like, that's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping, and I feel I'm hoping like... that, that, that this future tape drops very soon. Um, yeah, yeah. there's rumors, I don't know how true they are, but there are rumors, and we were big rumor guys, um, and yeah. there are rumors that if the Raptors win the oh, final, yes. totally if you're reading this or... too late, no, I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry, uh, What a Time to Be Live 2 with Future will drop right after it's done. He said, be so sick. He, he said that him and Future are done the songs. He said he yeah, was waiting yeah, yeah. to drop it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, also, you know, we're Sixers fans, but that um, that picture of Kawhi making that last shot in Game 7, he commented on an Insta post saying, like, yo, I could literally make this freestyle to this as the with this as the cover art. I know. Um, so, you know, I think there's... This whole Raptors-Warriors finals, you know, I'm pulling for the Raptors. I feel like most of the country is uh, just because, like, you know, you're a Warriors fan, you're a Warriors fan, and then everyone's, like, against you uh, right. if you're not. So I would love to see the Raptors win. I don't know if it's going to happen, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah, and also with going back to that whole Raptors comment about if he could do a freestyle over that, this isn't remember, this isn't the first time he's done a song with a sports album as his front back as his album cover. Exactly. Back to back. There's a Blue Jays. Exactly. Against the Phillies. So against the against Phillies. The Phillies. Oh, the Phillies always get fucked. To literally Toronto. Why is Toronto just like fucking up Philly? Yeah. I man. know. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, so I can easily see him do that. And it, it's it's only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, it's really a great saying. If you're ever if you're ever in a, a pickle, time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. Um, when was the last time you got a project? It was literally a, a year ago. It was one year ago, right? Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion was yeah. It was literally like one year ago. Yeah, like literally one year ago. Wasn't it like June fifteenth? Let's see. Um, it, like was it was June twenty ninth. Oh damn. Okay, so, so little, very little close along. though. Very close. Very close, though. Yeah. So, I mean, he's okay. due. He's due for an album. Due. Due like Adonis. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. But, uh, so I think full circle, we're, we should come back to our, our quote, quote of the podcast. And Nikki, so I think you guys have, you know, had a bit of time to mull this over. Um, hopefully didn't get too lost in what we were saying throughout. Hopefully, you went on a little tangent to try to figure out what that quote was. <laughs> but uh, let's see, Nikki. What, yeah, so, what is that quote? Why don't you repeat it one more time and then give them the song? And maybe absolutely. when you give them the song, read the few lines before and the few lines after. Um, yep. Yeah. Cool. So let me just bring it back up. Um, I lost it, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, so yeah, this so we kind of, so, 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 so we kind of, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where the intern, so I don't ever lose this ever again. Um, so we kind of, so we, we kind of alluded to it midway through the podcast by, by doing some segmentations on thank me later. So that was kind of a clue. So we like to give you kind of clues and kind of direct the talking towards these clues, uh, and really direct the podcast to, to what the quote is about. So, um, here's the quote again. So I'm just such a gentleman. You should give it up to me. Look at how I'm placing all my napkins in my cutlery. I could tell it wasn't love. I just thought you'd fuck with me. You could have predicted Lucky Strikes would have would have had you stuck with me. Damn, I kept my wits about me, luckily. What happened between us that night, it always seems to trouble me. So, that is, drum roll please, that is fireworks. <laughs> fireworks, there we go. <laughs> um, that was uh, fireworks. But, well, wait, bonus points, and everyone should know this. Who is this about? Wow. Yes. That is big. Everyone should points. know that you could make that. You should have the, the your easiest guess should be the right answer. Okay. But why don't you tell them, Nikki? Yeah. 20. So 2010 Drake, we all know he was in love with one woman and one woman only. Um, and that woman <laughs> was Rihanna. So this is always about every song is always about Rihanna. It's kind of insane. It's kind of crazy, but it's pretty much always about Rihanna um at least on this album and just that or Nicki minaj he had a big Nicki minaj face too with the young money cash money um so he yeah, did he did was, he did yeah it's it's just crazy how everything just circles back to rihanna well i mean like yeah on the on the hbo show when he did the the shot with lebron he was talking about adonis he was like yeah like obviously i didn't have the storybooks like uh you know fairy tale story with uh marrying rihanna having a kid he literally said that um so he uh yeah he has a lot of songs about rihanna a lot of songs with rihanna rihanna's a constant presence in his music and honestly like you know it makes sense 
She's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Um, And on that note. So I think, yeah, I think on that note, with the quote being wrapped up and you guys getting a little context and a little bonus info, um, I think that's the end of episode eight. So, you know, enjoy. Hope you like the podcast and watch out for episode nine because it's coming. Expect the unexpected. It's coming in hot. Coming in hot. That, that, that. All right. <laughs> Alright, alright. Peace, guys. Alright, catch you guys later.